I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. Some call it the Mormon moment, or even the Mitt Romney effect. Whatever you call it, Mormons say they've never been asked so many questions about their faith, especially about their experience serving missions around the world. Today we have the first of several stories on the reach of the Mormon church abroad. The first comes from reporter Andrea Smartin of KUER. She spent some time with young Mormons heading out on their missions. Blame it on the Book of Mormon musical. Hello, my name is Elder Price, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. Or maybe the Republican Party's first Mormon nominee for U.S. president. But lately, everybody has been asking Jason Wright about his mission to Brazil, even though he returned 20 years ago. Wright is an author and political commentator now living in Virginia. Probably the most frequent question is, why and did they make you? Members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are not required to go on mission. But if they apply, then church authorities in Salt Lake City decide where they will go. Men, who must be at least 19, go on two-year missions. Women, who must be 21, go for 18 months. When I explain that serving a mission for the LDS Church is not mandatory, they want to know why in the world would you do it? And that they just repeat that question when they find out that you don't go to school during that time, you don't communicate with home much, you don't date, you don't see movies or go swimming or really participate in sort of the world, quote-unquote, much during that two-year period of time. And you pay your own way, by the way. For Wright, it was not an easy decision. You know, I was, I was turning off what for most probably 18, 19-year-old American young man is one of the most exciting and adventurous times of your life as you enter into college. I was turning all that off to go serve the Lord for two years in this, you know, in this foreign land. It's a decision that Mormon young people continue to make. Every week, about 400 new missionaries arrive at the Mission Training Center in Provo, Utah, already wearing their signature white shirts and ties. This is where two-thirds of all Mormon missionaries start their journey. They have just a couple minutes to say goodbye to their families at the curb. In most cases, they won't see them again until they return from their missions. Spencer Christensen is a manager at the Mission Training Center. It is a very big day. This has been anticipated for months and months by these families, as well as uh, missionaries, usually years, anticipated. And so this is a very big day for all of them. Christensen says the center can accommodate up to 4,000 people at a time. Some missionaries will be here for three weeks, but if they're studying a language, they stay as long as 12 weeks. In class, the language lessons are almost exclusively focused on religious matters. The students are grouped in pairs, as they will be in the field. Alex Nightingale is a teacher here. He's just 21, originally from Australia, and fresh off his own mission to Singapore. He's teaching Mandarin to a group headed to Taiwan. Nightingale says the first few days here can be overwhelming. You see a lot of big eyes. Um, they step their first foot in the classroom, and the teacher addresses them in Chinese, and they don't hear him speak English for quite a number of days. This particular class is trying something new. Normally, missionaries study Chinese for 12 weeks. This group is trying to do it in nine weeks. Kaylee Taylor is from Bountiful, Utah. I remember my first day at the MTC, I heard a missionary say that starting to learn a language at the missionary training center was like trying to get a drink out of a fire hydrant. 
and you might get some water in your mouth, but really you just get blasted in the face. And I think that kind of sums it up for me. Despite the seemingly impossible task of learning Mandarin in nine weeks, the missionaries seem convinced that this is what they're supposed to be doing. Anthony Buckwalter remembers when he first received the letter telling him where he would serve. I can't really ex- describe it, but once I, you know, read the word Taiwan, I almost had this instant love for the people of Taiwan and huge desire to go, you know, serve them and help them come unto Christ. The number of Mormons willing to commit to a mission is down from a peak in the early 1990s, when there were more than 60,000 church members actively serving missions around the world. Church historian Reed Nielsen says a dip in numbers is partly a result of demographic shifts, fewer young people in the church. But there's another reason. There was also a shift years ago to try and raise the level of expectations of who could serve a mission. They called that raising the bar, where all of a sudden... Not every young man or every young woman could serve a mission because of past behavior, transgression, or, or other challenges they might have, whether it be physical or mental or emotional issues. Nielsen says the number of missionaries is starting to climb back up as the LDS Church expands into new areas. Now where do you see growth? You see it in Africa. You see it in South America. You see it in the Philippines. You see it in parts of Asia. Um, as people are interested, as people are more open to Uh, changing religious traditions, open to experiencing new religious experiences. That's where the growth of the church is. And that's where many of the new Mormon missionaries are heading. For The World, I'm Andrea Smartin.